We're going to be continuing with our metta practice today. And today is the day where the rubber really meets the road because today we're going to work with the difficult person. As you may have noticed, we naturally have a fair amount of metta when we're working with our benefactor, when we're working with a dear friend, sometimes when we're working with ourselves or a neutral person, it seems not so difficult to have a basic sense of goodwill, to feel some level of kindness and desire for their well-being. And that's a good thing because that natural capacity is something that we can build upon as we push the edge of our capacity to love out further and further until it ultimately disappears altogether. A number of years ago, I was uh, working in an organization that had as its mission providing shelter for uh, victims of domestic violence and their children. And I did that work for a number of years. And then after doing that, I did similar work uh, of an anti-violence nature. And in the course of doing this work over the years, I saw a full range of what could happen to people when they were abused. And as part of the experience of doing this work, I also saw how much difficulty that caused me, how much that triggered uh, my own anger, and how much suffering I had as a consequence of being proximate to the cause of violence and seeing the suffering of people who were its victims. And this is a very common thing for people who work in this kind of environment or in in other kind of capacities where they're exposed to a lot of human suffering. Very often it it takes a toll uh, upon them despite their best intentions and their uh, grounding um, in altruism. And after doing this for a number of years, I... um, realized I needed some support, you know, I needed some way to cultivate my mind and be able to hold this and work with it. And I started to practice. And in the early periods of my practice, not surprisingly, anger would come up very frequently. And um, over time, I learned how to, how to work with it just as another energy of the, of the body and of the mind more in the sense of non-identification, just seeing this as as part of what can pass through our our mind in the course of a day. So the taming of of the heart, this is part of the process that we have to learn if we're going to be able to be of use to others as well as to ourselves. And it's an interesting reflection to consider that while we're sitting here attempting to cultivate the mind of metta at other places in the world, there are people learning how to assemble and 
prepare themselves to wear suicide belts or how to fire rockets or, you know, planning a drive-by shooting. You know, this is in the world and there needs to be minds that can meet it and hold it and can encompass our capacity for violence with another kind of energy in order for us to have a possibility to have some of these very deep manifestations be transformed. So in order to learn how to do this for ourselves and for others and in the wider community, we have to learn how to tolerate our own lack of metta in the process of cultivating it. And nowhere does this come up for us more than in the attempt to work with someone that we regard as difficult. Sojanitsyn says something about, um, you know, we have this desire to uh, separate the world into good people and into bad people. And the only problem with that is that the line between good and bad runs right through our own heart as well. And we'll see, we'll see this as part of our learning how to extend our, our boundary and our capacity to offer metta without limits. You know, we sometimes think of uh, metta as being a very uh, sentimental kind of quality. You know, maybe almost uh, a little hallmarky. Um, you know, kind of like if you practice it too much, you may turn into a person who you know, wears pink all the time or, you know, signs, signs your notes with little hearts. Um, and it's not necessarily that way because we'll f- we find in life that we can undertake a lot of different uh, things with a mind of meta without that turning us into somebody that, you know, doesn't have the capacity to deal with some of the more rough edges of what we actually encounter in in our day-to-day lives. And I'll tell you a a brief story here about that. At the time I left doing this work with violence, I happened to be in a new car, the first new car I'd ever bought. I was very happy at this, and I had lots of uh, things to do because I was moving out of town. I was moving to Portland to take a new job. And as I was driving down the road, I stopped at a red light. And as the car in front of me started moving, there's something about it that caught my eye because the side door kept swinging open, swinging open on the passenger side. And, you know, after a few seconds, I realized it was like somebody's feet coming out the side of the passenger door side. And upon further examination, I realized that what was going on in the car was there was a guy driving, and there was a woman in the front seat, and he had her by the hair, and he was, like, punching her and trying to throw her out of the car. I thought, oh, well, there's 
really no getting away from this job, is there? Uh, and, you know, this was pre-cell phones, so, you know, it all, it all went through my mind, okay, what, you know, what can I do? It's like if I stop to try to get a phone to call the cops, you know, they're going to be gone, in this, or this woman's going to be out in the street, you know, so I guess I'll just follow them and, you know, see what I can do. And fortunately, within a few hundred yards, the guy made a turn and he parked, and, you know, so he could really uh, go about his uh, mission. And so he, you know, had her and was like punching her, and I thought, hmm. So I took my car, and I, my new car, and it all went through my mind. You know, as I was driving down watching this, it all went through my mind. Oh, shit. Why me? It's like, what can I do? You know, the fear, the anger, the memory of all the various things that I'd seen. It's like, you know, I, I have to do something. I have to, you know, I have to intervene. I have to do what I can do. I can't just let this, you know, I just can't let this happen. I have to do something. And when I got there, what about my car? You know, I could, t I could tell this could have a bad, a bad direction here. But I, I took my car, and, you know, he was parked in front of uh, another car. And I took my car, and I, I just kind of, like, went right up on an angle and put my bumper, like, right that close to his. And I went, toot, toot. <laughs> you know, the kind of toot, toot that you do when, you know, somebody's rummaging through their purse at a red light and they haven't noticed it change, but you're not really mad, you know, you're just trying to be like a polite toot toot. <laughs> and so he turns, and he's like, you know, surprised. And so I go, I roll down my window, and I go, roll down your window. <laughs> <laughs> and so he rolls down his window, and I said, what are you doing? <laughs> And he, you know, he, he proceeded to give me, you know, this big long story about, you know, what this horrible things this woman had done and how, you know, she really deserved it and how she was getting on his nerves and how she was going to get him fired from his job and all the rest of it. And so I said, well, it sounds like, you know, there's a lot of difficulty here. You know, I'd be glad to take her off your hands. <laughs> And so he, you know, gives me more about everything bad that, you know, she's done. And I said, well, you know, I'd, I'd be glad to, I'd be glad to help, you know. I'd be glad to take her off your hands. And so at this point, you know, he's not doing anything to her anymore. And he's, you know, kind of having to use his rational brain to, you know, respond to this. But he has a little eruption of energy and, you know, he bursts out in a series of expletives directed at moi. And, um, and then he says, Lady, what are you doing here? What are you doing? This is none of your business anyway. Why are you butting in? And I heard like this soft little voice come through that didn't come from my rational mind. None, none of this was really coming from my rational mind because it was all spontaneous. And I said, I just don't want to see anybody get hurt. And it was just like I took you know, a pin in a balloon and popped it. Because everything rageful in this guy, you could see it, it just kind of crumbled. 
right? And that was, that was the end of the, the story. So the reason that I, that I say this is, you know, metta is a very powerful tool. And to train our minds so that our spontaneity is reliable, basically reliable, despite what may pass through our minds that isn't metta, is a very good and useful thing. So having prepped you with, you know, the capacity of metta and the importance of metta for ourselves and for our families and our, our communities, I'd like to invite you to consider your own intention and motivation in being able to develop this and see if you can just briefly for a moment touch into a commitment to try to learn to extend your boundaries and capacity in this area a little bit further. So let's start going through our our meta sequence and when we get to the difficult person I'll offer you a few practice tips as well. So we start with the self. See if you can locate your body. (laughs) It is here somewhere. touch into your worthiness. There aren't many people who spend their vacations doing this. And offer yourself the meta phrases. May I be happy. May I be safe. May I be healthy and live at ease.
And now bring to mind a benefactor. Someone who is meaningful to you as a source of goodness and support or inspiration. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy and live at ease.
and now a dear friend. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy and live at ease. now a neutral person. <clears throat> May you too be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy and live at ease.
it's time to select your difficult person and a few bits of advice in this regard. This is a training of the mind that we're doing. So just like training of the body, you know, you don't try to run a marathon if you're a couch potato without a lot in the middle. So depending on how much momentum you have and how of metta and how, uh, how it's going for you right now and how much experience you have with this, pick wisely. So difficult person can range anywhere from, you know, someone you find mildly annoying to someone who has caused you some difficulty or harm to someone who is a true enemy. And I would suggest for the learning, pick somebody on the milder end of the spectrum. And there are a few brief reflections that you can do to kind of get you in the more altruistic frame of mind. One that the Dalai Lama says that he uses is that when he considers uh, some of his enemies, and he has many, he always reflects that, well, if If he wasn't suffering from ignorance, he wouldn't be like that. Which is a comment that goes to the Buddhist understanding that none of us have an immutable essence, that's essence of bad guy. That we are this open-ended process. And none of our current attributes or past behaviors are determinative of our potential. And another reflection is karma is real. Our concern should be with our generation of what's helpful and positive for ourselves and for others and not trying a get-back. So pick your person. You might drive two or three on, get a felt body sense of where you think it might be most likely to take. So if you found your, your person, briefly turn your mind back towards one of the people you've practiced with this session where the metta felt the strongest and see if you can kind of get a little metta hit off that one.
And remember, this is about intention. It's not necessarily about whether you can feel it really juicy. It's nice if you can, but it's a bonus. It's about cultivating intention. So get a sense of your, your chosen friendly enemy and start directing the metaphrases towards them. May you too be happy and safe. May you too be healthy and live at ease. May you be happy and safe. May you be healthy and live at ease. If your mind completely rejects metta directed towards this person, you can either go back to a pre- previous person you've worked with in this session and offer them metta, 
if you can reestablish metta with one of your earlier objects, then after a while you could choose to try again with the difficult person. If you experience the hindrances arising strongly so that they're more present than the ability to uh, form metta intention, you can choose to go to insight practice now, allowing yourself to connect in a non-identified way with whatever may be arising. If some of those hindrances are there, but they're more intermittent or in the background, continue with the metaphrases. And now let go of that person you've been working with. And bring your awareness to someone sitting near you. And offer them metta. May you be happy and safe. May you be healthy and live at ease.
and as you say the metta phrases, open your awareness to all those in this space now, being seen and unseen, and extend metta to them as well. May we be happy and safe. May we be healthy and live at ease. expand the circle to include this land and all the beings on it, seen and unseen. May we be happy and safe. May we all be healthy and live at ease. Now drop the edges of your metta completely. And allow your intentions for the well-being and happiness of all beings to pervade the earth. May all beings, seen and unseen, be happy and safe. May we all be healthy and live at ease. And in this universe and all others, all dimensions, all sentient beings of all kinds, may we all be happy. May we all without exception be safe.
May those known and unknown be healthy and live at ease. May we know the beauty of our hearts and our truest intentions. May we embrace our capacity for growth and development in the interest of all beings. And may the merit of the practice that we've done here today be a cause and condition of our own awakening and that of all beings everywhere. May it be so. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.